Welcome back to Your Daily Dose with Bob and Nick. In today's episode, I share an embarrassing story from my time in college. It's purely a product of how comfortable I am bearing my soul to my buddy Nick. When you hear this story of manipulation and deceit, please don't judge me too harshly, dear listener. I was a self-absorbed teenager trying to make his way in the world. It was a stroke of fine luck and improvisation that I didn't get thrown out of college when I was a sophomore. I'm grateful for that. At this point, I'm guessing you're pretty curious about what I did to earn an intro like this one. So let's get to it. Enjoy. It's full of sweetness, but also full of pain. That year was a horrible year. Apparently. Oh, I can imagine. I mean, yeah. You meet the love of your life, and then she moves away for a year, and you don't know what's yeah. going on with her. And she's in her first year of college, yeah. surrounded by attractive young people in a state 1,500 miles away. Were you writing? Were you calling? I wrote her a letter every single day, sometimes two a day. For that whole time that we're separated, we we have literally boxes and boxes of letters in our attic uh, that we actually read our 25th anniversary. We read some of those letters, and oh my God, are they treacly sweet? I yeah. mean, and also, if she did not love me back, this would be a serious case of stalking. I was obsessed with this girl. It's very clear through my writings that I was mad in love with this person. So. There, that's the way it worked. Yeah, but there was there was that, and we do a, like a phone call a week because long distance, long distance calls yeah. were expensive. Yeah, but um, we I found ways around that too, though, and that I'm a little embarrassed about, but also a little proud of, uh, because it costs you, you know, like twenty bucks for a twenty minute call uh, across that. So I started a habit, and this is really illegal. So. Um, I think the statute of limitations is probably up on this. I think so. Uh, yeah. I used, I was charging my phone calls to my father's old phone number. I knew he no longer had the phone number. And so I would charge the calls. I would, at this time, you call up the operator and say, I'd like to charge this to my home phone. Here's the number. And they'd say, okay, thank you. And so I did this, you know, for a number of times, a lot of times actually. And then um, I get a call from the housing office at UCF, University of Central Florida. And they tell me that, that, that the dean of students wants to see me. I don't know why that is. And this is before you're there? Or this, no, this is, this is after I've been there. I've been working for the university for yeah. a couple, almost a year and a half now okay, okay. As, a, as an RA. So the dean of students is my boss's boss's boss, right? And so when I go in there, they say, um, it's come to our attention that uh, you've been stealing uh, phone time from AT&T. And to, like a year and a half ago? For, for a whole year and a half. I yeah. mean, I've been doing this like weekly for the last, I don't know how long. Okay. And I was using it to call my mother. I was using oh, it to call everybody okay. so from you, Florida. So you just kept going. I just kept going. Nice. And uh, well, not so nice because it's illegal. And they say to me, um, apparently AT&T called your mother and asked who might be calling her from UCF. And that's when they track down that you have been charging all of these phone calls to a dead number. And I looked at him and I said, dead number? What? Wait, that's my father's number. My father told me that he couldn't pay for college, but he paid for my calls. Are you telling me that my father's not at that number and he's not paying for those calls right now? And a tear comes to my eye. And they look at me and they look at each other and they're like, step outside, Robert. And so I step outside for a minute. And I'm like, oh man, this could be the end of my college career. Yeah. I could be out. I could lose my job. I could get kicked out of college. Like, this could be it. And then they come back five minutes later and they say, um, we apologize for bringing you in here. And we're sorry about what's happened with your family. We're going to go ahead and take care of those phone bills. Don't charge any more to that number because now you know it's dead. But 
go ahead and connect with your father and find out what's happening. And I walked out the door free. And wow. I know. I, well, here's the thing. This is, I have, I have led a really good life yeah. uh, throughout most of my adult life well since then. I have a lot of things in my past when I was a teenager that I'm like, oh, that was kind of sketchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that I both feel guilt for and pride for. That was my first true improv performance because I had no idea what I was walking into. And then that moment of them saying that, that was all I could think of was, it's my father's, and it was my father's it's old phone It's technically number. correct. Uh, but... It doesn't change the fact that I was a manipulative little jerk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and so, anyways, since then, uh, I've done some very good things for University of Central Florida and also took very good care of both of those deans who took care of me in that moment. And here's the thing. I actually felt for them because the kindness in their heart toward me as a human being is what actually got me out of that situation. Yeah. And, I mean, they still could have been like, okay, well, it's still, that doesn't cover yeah. the cost and you still have to, yeah. you're out. Yeah. And that, and that was it, but, but it was wrongfully gained. Of course. It was, you know, so there's that. Well, at and really hasn't done as good as it could have <laughs> if it had had that money. Like you are the reason that at and isn't bigger right now. Well, it was now. probably about, you know, three, $400 worth of phone calls. And you think yeah, but back in, today's, in 19, exactly, what, 80, it's gotta, it's gotta be at least a million dollars. Oh, billions of dollars. Yeah, so billions right. of dollars at that point. So I, maybe I should be doing some penance with AT&T. Maybe I think I'm, every shareholder of AT&T, you owe them a phone call to apologize. <laughs> I'll start. Now. I will track down every <laughs> single one of them. Oh my God. Hey, it's Nick. Thanks for listening. Hang on. I'm an AT&T customer. But I do believe with all my heart that Bob has made up for this small, tiny, well beyond the statute of limitations, error in judgment in a number of ways. Mainly to me, getting to be around someone so positive, so full of love and energy has made me a better person over the last two and a half years. I think that's worth all his small, tiny, well beyond the statute of limitations, errors in judgment, put together. Have a great day.